Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bob Stoffer back with you live at Rogers Place in Ice District where tonight the Edmonton Oilers play uh, my pick to win the Stanley Cup this year, the Nashville Predators. This is Oilers Now. Uh, we're going to head off to our River Creek Resort Casino hotline where we're going to be joined by a man who uh, spent almost as much time up in Prince George as I did uh, back in the day. Uh, he also witnessed one of the most lopsided fights in WHL history. Just ask Tony Mohagan, uh, R.E. Zidane Chara. We are pleased to be joined by Predators uh, broadcast analyst Chris Mason. Chris, it's Bob. How you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. I was quite, uh, you got quite the memory there, and I do remember that uh, Zidane Chara, Tony Mohagan. Were you, it was pretty pretty crazy. Were you guys kind of in shock because, or did you already know at that point that Chara was a bit of a physical freak? Well, I, I think like when he came over, like I don't know if he had much fighting experience before, but I think because he was so big, everybody just wanted to go after him, and he started out. Uh, he's a little clumsy, I think, at his first few fights, but once once he got the hang of it, he got really good in a hurry, and uh, a lot of guys. We're on the wrong end of it, so it's pretty uh, pretty interesting to see. Including Mohagan with one of the great knockouts uh, you'll ever see. Uh, easy for me to say, great being the guy that was on not on the receiving end. Uh, Chris, you're working on uh, the, the TV broadcast now, but you spent a long time with this national organization, um, and, and that is typical. And I, I put a, a tweet out today, uh, and we've had a lot of commentary from our you know the fans of, of the show and and just talking about why the Preds have been so successful. So I'll read it to you. It says, Nashville's an elite organization, my favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year. Who was the last high-profile free agent the Preds have signed? Question mark. David Poyle's staff has prioritized drafting and development and addressed organizational needs via trades. There is a lesson in that, in my opinion. And when you look at, I mean, can you name the last high-profile free agent Nashville's brought in? No. You know, they haven't done it. I mean, you know, Nick Benino is a guy this summer, but I, no no big, uh, you know, superstar-type players. And I think that, you know, I, I believe Nashville has been doing this uh, since they came into the league, and I think at first it was out of necessity because they've de- they developed their players. They didn't have the budget um, back in the early expansion days. So out of necessity, they had to make sure that they got the right players and they developed them. They spent time. Everybody, almost everybody has gone through Milwaukee at some point. There's a handful of guys that haven't spent as much time there. But you look at all the defensemen uh, that they have right now, and to me that's it's the best defensive core in the league, I think, hands down. Um, there's some other good ones, but I just think with their top four, uh, you have four number one guys, and they all went through the, the Milwaukee Admirals. So I think the way they've done it 
is the way teams are starting to, you know, now in the NHL too, and developing young players for contractual reasons. I think everybody's followed suit. Could, are you not the physical embodiment of that yourself? Didn't you spend five years owning your craft as a goalie in the minors in their organization? Yeah, yeah. I got uh, when I got traded, got traded to them after my first year pro, and then I spent four years in in, uh, in Milwaukee. Pecorine, um, we all know him. He's he did the same thing. He spent a lot of time uh, in Milwaukee a few years, and he's you know one of the best goalies in the league now. Um, has been for some time. So they they really strongly believe in that. And uh, you can see why it, it's it's paid off, and uh, they they really found that model uh, really earlier on out of necessity because of the salary cap and maybe just the funds they didn't have the funds back then as well. Well, and you know, I mean, they've had the same general manager, and the organization's only had two head coaches in twenty years. I think that tells us a lot, doesn't it, about continuity? Yeah, no question. Uh, Paul Fenton, uh, David Poyle, you know, they they've been there since day one, and they've just done a fantastic job building this organization. Um, they've got a lot of great people, um, a great team around them as well. But just, you, you know, the continuity is right. Everybody's everybody's on board. They know what the expectations is. There's not, not that many moving parts throughout the years. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, there's some minor changes, but it's uh, the message resonates and everybody knows what they have to do, and they do a great job. We're joined right now by Chris Mason, television analyst for the National Predators. Bob Stoffer with you in orders now. Here's the thing for me, Chris. They Because they have their players percolate as long as they do in the minors, they know the valuation in their players. So they're ahead of the curb when they sign Ryan Ellis to an extension at $2.5 million, which is an absolute bargain now. Uh, Matthias Eckholm, they get him done on a long-term deal, sub $4 million per. He's a 24-minute-a-game defenseman. Roman Yossi is an all-star caliber defenseman. They sign him to a seven-year deal at $4 bucks. This is a five-time 40-plus point getter. But it's because they know what they have with those players, isn't it? You're exactly right. You're exactly right. There's no... There's no doubt. There's no guessing. There's no, uh, you know, one or two games here that they, well, maybe this guy can play or maybe he can't. Victor Arvidsson, same thing. He just signed a huge long-term deal. They knew what they had in Victor Arvidsson. Kelly Yarncroke, same thing. And uh, you see Kevin Fiala. He spent time uh, in Milwaukee. They they gave him some opportunities to come up, see what the NHL is like, and they worked on his game defensively uh, in Milwaukee. They have a very good relationship, obviously. Um, with the, the staff down there as well. And they, again, it's, it's just relaying the same message and the same philosophies as the Nashville Predators. So when these guys come up and play, you know, they're ready to go. And that was, you know, Kevin Fiala, the guy has, uh, he's had enough talent uh, to play in the NHL uh, from day one. But the biggest thing is, you know, Peter Laviolette and, and the Nashville Predators and the NHL, you have to be able to trust these young players defensively because at the end of the day, you know, that's going to what's going to make you successful. A lot of players have that offensive high-end talent, but if you can't defend, it's hard to be out there in critical situations. So that's it, it just really worked out for a lot of their players, and uh, they, they just have a good, uh, good situation. I'd like to talk about two acquisitions made this year. Uh, Kyle Turris was hot early, cooled off a bit, and then Ryan Hartman coming over from Calgary. But they certainly, or sorry, from Chicago, they certainly give the Preds added dimensions. Uh, you know, Turris is a legitimate second-line center. Just your thoughts on those two pickups during the course of the year. I, I mean, I, I think it was great. Uh, Kyle Turris, um, you know, last year in the playoffs, uh, we all know what happened there. The, uh, Mike Fisher and Ryan Johansson went down uh, in the Western Conference uh, finals there, and, and, you know, the guys that came in did a great job. Colton Systems stepped up, and um, 
Freddie Gaudreau uh, stepped up, had, had a good playoffs too. But I, I think they they're in it for the long haul. I think they they recognize. Uh, obviously, last year they got so close. They want to protect themselves. They don't want to be in that same situation uh, if a couple guys go down that they're not covered. And I think having the guys that they have at center now is, is and again, I think it's one of those positions that is a necessity in playoffs. You see the teams that win, they all have good centermen. They all have the you know good defensemen and play and play a good uh, defensive game as well as well as the offensive side of things. So I think they're really trying to you know, posture themselves and give them the best chance possible uh, to take a good run at it. All right, and they're going to get a little bit more help up front too, uh, potentially once the KHL season is over with Tolvanen, right? Yeah, and they're, you know, I mean, this is uh, this, this kid just a sniper. He's uh, he's just a pure goal scorer. He's one of those guys that can score from uh, areas that a lot of players can't. Um, you know, this is we, you never know how it's going to go the transition, but I think his game uh, will transition fine. He's played in North America before. Uh, you know, I don't for whatever reason when Finnish players come over, they they play you know more of that North American style hockey anyway. They're good defensively, so um, you know whether he comes in and, and, and starts lighting it up or what, what capacity he'll be in the lineup. You know, it'll be interesting to see him, and he's one of those players that. You know, he, he's, he can give you that uh, those timely goals. He doesn't need the puck on a stick uh, a long time to get it off and get it in the net. So it would be very uh, exciting to see him as well. Mike Fisher was on the ice uh, late uh, just as we started the show here uh, at the end of uh, the practice today. So obviously he is not uh, going to be inserted in a lineup or for that matter activated. Um, when are you expecting to see him back? Well, I, I think uh, you know it's it's quite possible tomorrow he'll we go back to back here, so um, it's possible that he'll get a chance. Uh, before we went on the trip, they said uh, they said they're likely going to play him a game um, on this trip or a game or two or whatever. So they they say he's ready, he's ready to go. So it's just a matter of um, you know that decision. So I expect uh, in the next two games uh, for sure. And uh, we'd be remiss without asking about a new member of the Edmonton Oilers, Pontus Aberg. Tell us about this player. You know, he's uh, he had a tough year. He's uh, he's a really good player. He, he's got the, the skating ability. Uh, he can be physical. He's got all the tools. And uh, we saw he came up last year. He lit up the, the AHL um, the last half of the season. Uh, he came up in the playoffs, scored a couple big, uh, scored a really big goal, and, and played well in the games that he played. He's got the he's got the ability. He just needs to kind of put it all together and, and regain that confidence. I think uh, it, at times this year you could tell he was in and out of the lineup, and it was things were, were going tough there. And then you'd see stretches where it was starting to turn around, and you, you'd say to yourself, "Okay, here we go. He's he's getting back into form." and and uh, something would happen, he'd come out of the lineup or, or whatever. So yeah, I think this will be a good opportunity for him uh, just to get a change of scenery. And I think he's, I think he's a good player. He's just got to find, uh, you know, kind of find his, uh, his place and his niche and just uh, figure some things out. So as a guy who planted trees, I'm going to throw a total curveball at you, Chris, to wrap up. As a guy who planted <laughs> trees when he was in university and was in Prince George every summer from 1990 through 1998, that's how long I was in school for, uh, I got a question for you. When you were 19, it's last call. Were you going to Sergeant O'Flaherty's, the PG Hotel, or Coach's Corner? <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Uh 
we usually went to uh, we, we weren't allowed out much actually so uh, when we, it was we were warned not to go to the bars because a couple times we had guys who picked fights with uh, with us and so we tried to stay out of there but uh, Sergeant O'Flaherty's I remember that place that was a great spot yeah that's where I always wanted to have at least one six foot four 225 pound boy from Camrose you know what I'm saying I we had to have at least yeah. one guy what because that is a Prince George and Chetwin and, and that part of that northern uh, northeastern BC is tough as you know it is uh yeah it's a it's a tough part of British Columbia it, it defeats that sort of premise out there that you know it's a bunch of soft left-wing kids out in that province that's not the case where you play junior hockey that's a tough town yeah it was we had a couple we had a couple local guys actually saved us one time there's a few of us out a couple of the older guys having a you know, having a couple beers or whatever, and uh, it, it almost it almost got ugly. There was a there was a bunch of guys surrounding us outside the bar, and a couple a uh, couple local guys stepped in and and saved us from uh, what could have been a scary situation. So good city, though. I love it, man. It was uh, that was that was good times in Prince George. Oh uh, yeah, I was, met some terrific people up there myself. Hey, uh, let's have a good game night. We'll see you down here later on. Okay. Okay, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You bet. That is Chris Mason uh, from Red Deer and played for the Prince George Cougars in the Western Hockey League. Longtime NHLer. Uh, spent most of his career in the national organization. Also was with St. Louis, Atlanta. Went to Winnipeg. Uh, when the team moved there in 2011-12, then back to the Preds, and then over in Italy and in the DEL uh, in Germany. Uh, we are going to go to break. It's 148 in Edmonton. We'll tell you the best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza, Edmonton, owned and operated 48-plus years. What a show. We've heard from Gary Bettman. We've heard from uh, Mark Spector, Todd McClellan, uh, Louis DeBrus, Chris Mason, Darnell Nurse. Up next when we return in Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. It's 152 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Portions of our show brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you receive two times the air miles reward miles on your flooring purchases at World Floor Coverings. Well, they know a little about hockey and a lot about flooring. We did our Mr. Lube trivia before the 1 o'clock break. The question named the high-profile free agent Nashville sign in 2005 that led the team in scoring the next two years. Chris had the right answer. Paul Correa. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years, offering great deals in February, March, on all-inclusive package tours to the Riviera Maya for $12.95 and Puerto Vallarta for $12.07. Visit newestravel.com. All right, March 1st, 1994, Doug Waite, two goals, four points. The Oilers blew out Vancouver 7-4. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, spectacular travel deals in March. One week all-inclusive package tours to Punta Cana for 14 30 and Cuba for 12 65 
a very quick text. You can text us at 630-630. Bob, this text comes to us out of Calgary. Did you ever go to a Cadillac Ranch in Prince George? Uh, love Mason. He's still my favorite goaltender that played for the PG Cougars. Yes, I did. In fact, I was once there with a friend of mine, Dan Baker, from Pub 1905 uh, Bakes for the first time ever. And he was, you know, he's sort of like Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse back in the days when he ran Club Malibu uh, for Shiraz Carmali. Uh, Bakes took one off the uh, side of the face, a little bit banged up, full-on black eye after getting a puck uh, and getting some zippers in the process. So we're wishing him the best of luck. But uh, I do recall going to the Cadillac Ranch uh, in Prince George of Bakes back in 1990-1991. All right, very quickly into our conversation right now with Darnell Nurse. Darnell, uh, the team has had three separate three-game road trips in the month of February. You finally get back home here. Uh, it's going to be a difficult challenge. This is a good hockey team you're playing tonight, though. But just first of all, a thought on maybe returning to home and getting a real homestand in. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since we've had, uh, you know, a, a, a nice little stretch, uh, sleeping in our own beds, kind of getting our, back into our home routine. So it'll be nice to it'll be nice to, to get back. I know a lot of guys have their families here and stuff, so I'm sure they're happy that they have some uh, have some time here. But uh, most importantly. Um, it's good to get uh, good to get back on home ice, and yeah, it's, a, it's a great challenge for us tonight. The uh, game against uh, San Jose quieted down in the third period. Uh, you had a conversation with the Banner Kane, who's a good player, who's playing hard. Um, sometimes is that all it takes? Is just making sure that the uh, the other team knows that you got your teammates' backs? Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, you know the the days of going out and jumping guys, and um, you know, they're, they're they don't see it very often. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're over. Yeah, they're 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 over. I think uh, two years ago, I, two years ago, I did that, and I ended up with a three-game suspension. So, um, you know, those days, those days of going out there and and, and jumping somebody and, and things like that, um, guys know it's over. So I think that uh, that uh, sometimes stirs up guys. Guys uh, think they can get away with a little more, and um, you know, sometimes all it takes is a uh, is a conversation, and um, yeah, things uh, things seem to settle down. All right. The next- National Predators are a really good team. They're a deep team, and they've had, I, I don't think as an Oiler you've ever beat them. They're 11 straight wins. What about them is so challenging? Is it the ability of the goaltender to move the puck? Is it the, the D, which is very good? What, 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 what about, what is it specifically, do you think? Yeah, I think uh, one of the most underrated, obviously you see the assets they have, that the players that they have that can uh, you know, offensively make you pay. Defensively, they're strong, but I think, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, how ferocious there. I mean, they, they get pucks in, they hunt you. You don't have much time out there. I think uh, you know, it's like, uh, especially getting to the uh, you get into neutral zone, it's like a broken recorder. Pucks coming back in, and guys are on top of you. So um, it's going to be a, that's what makes it always a, a tough challenge. And uh, you know, it's tough for, for teams to meet their compete level. And that's something that we're going to have to do tonight and uh, exceed if we want to get out on uh, the right side of the right side of the scoreboard. That is Darnell Nurse of the Edmonton Oilers, who in practice today, morning skate, was paired with Chris Russell. Ethan Bear will make his NHL debut. Uh, Cassian, un- unlikely to play, though he did take a full skate today. Uh, Cam Talbot against Pecorine, the expected goaltending matchup. 156 in Edmonton. Uh, Tomorrow on Oilers Now, guests will include Elliot Friedman, courtesy of the River Creek Resort and Casino.
Now that the NHL trade deadline is over, we'll get Elliot to tell some tales about maybe what didn't go down in terms of on the trade front. Uh, we will also hear from Kevin Radomski, who's part of the business development team with the Oilers Entertainment Group. They've got Don Sherry Knight coming up here at Rogers Place with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Serge Lajoie, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, their Canada West Championship final to take place um, starting tomorrow against the Saskatchewan Huskies. And, of course, a full recap of tonight's game. Up next, the news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Jet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. And then we'll bring you the City Ford Face-Off Show from Rogers Place and Ice District at 5.30. With Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.